Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I think that's really important to underscore. Putin doesn't care about human life. Uh, We're seeing that from Bucha. But tragically, I'm going to predict something even worse. We're going to see similar kinds of videos when we finally get into Mariupol. Uh, And you're going to see the similar kinds of slaughter uh, and similar kinds of destruction. And I want to underscore when we see that, we're going to see that he slaughtered ethnic Russians as well. And I I say that because he makes the argument to his people that he has come to Ukraine to liberate them from Nazis and especially to liberate uh, the ethnic Russians and the Russian speakers inside the country. In fact, he doesn't care about them at all. That's the former ambassador talking about when they get to these Russia, Russian speaking areas, you're going to see the same sort of atrocities that we've been seeing, which I think sets you up perfectly for your stuff. Yeah, Michael McFall is dead right, and I'm afraid, uh, yeah, the the horror has just begun. And here's why. Uh, This is a translation of a piece, an article from the RIA Novosti, which is basically a Kremlin mouthpiece publication. The other day it published a lengthy article titled, What Russia Should Do with Ukraine, which, as uh, author Stephen Pfeiffer noted, quote, calls for denazification of Ukraine and advocates Nazi-like methods to do so. Russia is applying such methods in Mariupol and Bucha. Um, And I'm just going to read this to you now because it sets it up and then it hits you with quotes from the article. This manifesto of hate provides a chilling glimpse into the minds of the men who are waging this war of genocide. Quote, uh, oh, the screed argues that every Ukrainian who has taken up arms must be eliminated. Denazification also means the destruction of the idea of Ukraine and its national identity. Whoa, it also I, means... I, I'm not sure I follow that leap. Do you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's what Putin said in his rambling speech. There's never been a country named Ukraine. It's part of Russia. This was just an administrative thing at the fall of the Soviet Union. There is no Ukraine. But so to destroy the Nazis, you have to destroy the whole concept of the country. Yeah, well, you're gonna I mean, have that's to, a bit of a stretch. You're going to have to kill millions of people to pull that off. I mean millions. It also means the elimination of the country's political elite and the infliction of all the horrors of war on Ukraine, quote, as a historical lesson and atonement for their guilt. That is a quote from the Kremlin publication. That's wild. So that goes back to 33? Is that the year that Stalin surrounded Ukraine and was going door to door, making sure people didn't have any food, starved millions of people to death, also punishing them for their sins? Man, mm-hmm. the history of Russia punishing punishing Ukrainians by murdering them goes back 100 years at least. Actually, I know czars did the same sort of thing. Here is a quote from the article. From the Kremlin mouthpiece. The Nazis who took up arms should be destroyed to the maximum on the battlefield. No significant distinction should be made between the official forces and the so-called national battalions, as well as the territorial defense that join these two types of military formations. All of them are equally involved in extreme cruelty against the civilian population, equally guilty of the genocide of the Russian people. Do not comply with the laws and customs of war. War criminals and active Nazis should be exemplary and exponentially 
punished. There must be total removal. Any organization that have associated themselves with the practice of Nazism have been liquidated and banned. However, in addition to the top, a significant part of the masses, which are passive Nazis, accomplices of Nazism, are also guilty. They supported and indulged Nazi power. The just punishment of this part of the population is possible only as bearing the inevitable hardships of a just war against the Nazi system carried out with the utmost care and discretion in relation to civilians. Um, and they go on. So, in other words, we will very carefully figure out who's guilty and who's not. And those who are guilty of even sympathizing with the Nazi regimes will be tortured and slaughtered. What is it about the Russian culture that from Putin to Stalin to various czars, they've had this mindset? Uh with neighbors. Um, that aside, so what about all the videos that we've seen or read about of the Russian soldiers being captured who had no idea why they were being sent into Ukraine, who were horrified at what was actually going on? I wonder what, we won't know this for years or maybe ever, but what percentage of the Russian military are those people? They thought it was a training exercise. They thought they actually were liberating people from Nazis versus the, I guess, higher up commanders? Or special forces, or whoever it was that were more hardcore believers that oh no, we need to punish the the I'm I'm happy to torture this woman because I know she was uh, abusing Russian speaking in my mind Russian citizens. So she's a bad person. I could do anything to her. I hate her so much. Well, I think if the order comes down from the Kremlin and it's enforced at the uh, higher levels of the military, as we discussed earlier, your soul as a soldier just gets deadened. You just, to be able to function, not have a psychic break, you you numb your mind and you find yourself engaged in it. It's unimaginable to those of us who have not been in that sort of horror, but history shows it again and again. Yeah, there's a... According to Jordan Peterson, the best book ever to explain that, I can't remember the title of it now, I'll, I'll, I'll find it out. It's about some uh, some regular people in World War II, I think it was in Poland, like teachers and you know just regular regular citizens. They're rounded up and made, the, you're the committee that has to go uh, um, execute all these people. And they they got there. They got there mentally to where they could do it. It's just... And Jordan Peterson, if you don't know who he is, he's a clinical psychologist from Canada, and he's a giant YouTube sensation, and he's very controversial. But one of his things that um, he's always on about is recognizing you are capable of this sort of thing, that all human beings are, you're no different, is, is helpful. It's good to know that human beings have this in them so that we can stay away from it. Thinking you're, thinking you're incapable of it makes you more... Uh, more in danger to fall under the sway of really, really bad ideas. Right. It reminds me of what they say about uh, drinking or drug use or, or whatever habit, eating too, actually, in, in people with eating problems, to be intentional, to to understand every time you make a choice that I have made a choice. Not that I'm a good person or a bad person or whatever, so I must do this or I'm automatically doing this. No, understand you've made a choice. And I think I know what he's driving at there. When you do good things, you have made a choice to do good. And when you do bad things, understand and and be honest with yourself. You've made that choice. They didn't make you. Fate didn't make you. You didn't quote unquote have to, except in very rare circumstances. You made a choice. Hmm. 
Anyway, uh, a couple more chilling notes from this uh, Kremlin publication. The terms of denazification can in no way be less than one generation, which must be born, grow up, and reach maturity under the conditions of denazification, which sounds to me like a very long occupation and the slaughter of any generation that is not down with the uh, up with Russia plan. Well, like I said, if you're going to actually murder the idea of Ukrainian being a country, you'd have to kill many millions of people. I'm not sure you could even hardly do it without killing practically everybody. Because you kill 5 million Ukrainians, the 35 million that are left are more committed than they've ever been to fighting back. So I don't know how you'd ever accomplish what they're trying to accomplish. You know, the same way, well, they're picturing uh, China. There aren't a lot of uh, guerrilla attacks on the communist Chinese these days. They've successfully clamped down on the population. You know, you you pick your totalitarian regime. You see what's happening in in, uh, Myanmar or uh, various horrors in Cambodia and that sort of thing where ethnic minorities are being slaughtered and hounded out or whatever. You get a good, effective police state and they, they clamp down. It takes utter brutality, but I guess the Russians are thinking, no, we can get that done. Well, it brings it brings it back to the question the whole world is asking then and and wrestling with, I think. So now that we know this, um, that uh, to use a flippant phrase over something that's so horrible, uh, seeing all these mutilated, burned bodies and finding about all the torture and murder that's been going on for the last month in Ukraine, that's not a bug; it's a feature. Now that we know yeah. it's a it's the plan going forward and if russia wins they're going to do this to millions of people now that we know that how does nato well you're sorry you're not a nato country so uh, i guess you're just uh bad luck for you not being a nato country i know you want to be a nato country but we didn't think your military is good enough turns out you are but anyway uh sorry about that i mean does that the way the world reacts to yeah. a planned exterminate so it sounds to me like Zelensky's is a lot closer to right than i was saying last hour of it being a genocide that's a that's genocide talk, isn't it? We have to eliminate all these people until they give up on the idea of it's a country. Oh yeah, we're going to do absolutely everything it takes until they're on their knees. I mean, that's not necessarily genocide, but it's like it. Yeah, and and in answer to your NATO question, it is literally not our problem. Is the response? It's our problem is humanity. There are indirect threats to the rest of Europe, to NATO, if Russia decides they want even more territory, but we don't think they will. So it's not really our problem. It is so 1930s played out again. I recognize completely these are not easy answers or easy decisions, but I can certainly understand Zelensky going to the U.N. today and, and saying what he basically said is, what are you for? What is the point of this organization? If it is now known, we've seen the pictures of what they've done. We now have the paperwork to show that this is the plan going forward if they win. What is UN the UN for if you don't get in the way of this? If you don't stop a giant, one of the most powerful countries on earth from murdering millions of people in a smaller, weaker country, then why don't you all just go home? You know what the UN is? The UN is a very small person or very small animal. But the light is up close to it, and so it casts this giant shadow. And the little animal starts to think it's the shadow. The UN is a conceit. It's a modestly successful, sort of effective charitable organization that struts around pretending that it's the uh, arbiter and the police force of good 
in the world and peace and prosperity. It's nothing like that. Please, it's a little punk. As W. Bush with once, an enormous budget. As W. Bush once called them, a meaningless debating society. Pretty much. Man, that is a that's a conundrum for the world. That is a rough one right there. Now that we know what the intent is, how can you allow Russia to win? Oof. Brutal. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I haven't been on the internet in four and a half years. It has changed my life completely. I am happier. I am more present. I connect more with people. It makes me feel normal. That's Selena Gomez having not been on the internet for a long time, and she feels better about it. I got some stupid internet stories for you, but I realized when Michael said this is Selena Gomez, I am... Don't know who Selena Gomez is years old because I know the name, but like, is she a singer or an actress or she's... she was a she was a like a Disney pop princess and married to Ashton Kutcher? What? No, no? that's no, that's uh, what's Mila her Kunis. name? The other one. Mila Kunis. Aren't those yeah. are the same person? Ah, Alex, you're the perfect person for this conversation. <laughs> you're younger. Glad to be here. Uh, Selena Gomez was a child star on Disney Channel, and then she did other movies. She dated uh, Justin Bieber for a while. That's that's why I know who she is. She was Justin Bieber's girlfriend. Because you memorized Justin Bieber's girlfriends? Well, that's why she was in the news. No, I don't. She was in the news all the time because she was Justin Bieber's girlfriend oh. for a while. The that, news. And her and Ashley. <laughs> Are Kutcher's, you one of those people who watch his entertainment tonight and calls it, I watch the news? Yes. So she and Ashton Kutcher's <laughs> wife are the same person, and they have to trade houses and clothes, I think, because... <laughs> That and, that, that and Ariana Grande, who Pete Davidson's ex-fiance, those are all the same person. I think they're How all the same person. How do you know person. this? How do I know yeah. that? That's as well known as what the what's the capital of your state. The fact that Pete Davidson and Ariana Grande were engaged. Come on, that was that was world-shaking news. Hey, everybody who's rolling your eyes with me right now, let's form a club and make fun of Jack. <laughs> like after the show, we can all get together wherever you want. What I don't, whose girlfriend? I don't know who has the time. I'm a mysterious man. The point was from Selena Gomez, married to uh, Ashton Kutcher and Pete Davidson. Is that? I don't think that's right. Think of me. Think of me. Is that she left um, the internet and feels better for it? We had the story earlier. I think this was in the Wall Street Journal that uh, their TikTok brain is a thing. God, we were worried about short attention spans just from, you know, uh, 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 dings on our phone over the last several years to start with. TikTok has made it worse, and they're calling it TikTok brain. And young people, you mentioned, you, you know young people that can't sit down and watch a movie on its own. There needs to be other stimulation to get through it. Yeah, and, and one of whom took TikTok off her phone because it was such a time suck and she could feel it ruining her brain. I don't let my son, my son got in the habit of, and I didn't even really notice it right away, got in the habit of having a TV show on while he was playing video games. So he's got his Nintendo Switch in his hand with a show on. Oh, wow. So, no, 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 one or the other, one or the other, and we're not doing both. Well, I like having both on. I like the background noise while I'm doing, okay. I always say, when you're 18, when you're 18 and you live somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But not now. We're not going to watch shows and play uh, Switch. But that's interesting, isn't it? The sort of thing that would have made us insane when we were younger is what is comfortable 
for people with modern brains. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've been, uh, obviously, this is an old guy version of this, but I'm going to the Masters Golf Tournament uh, late in the week, in the weekend, um, and uh, and you can't have your cell phone. No cell phones whatsoever. And I'm I'm suffering weird anxiety about it. Now, part of it's just the logistics of we have five people in four passes, and we're going to have to trade off. And they have phone banks. You have to jot down your, your loved one's do they, number. Do they ban the Apple Watch? That's how I get around all these, is I have my watch on all the time. Theoretically, you can have it, but you can't use it to text or anything like that, or they'll throw you out and confiscate your pass. But so. you still see your texts when they come in. So you're still yeah. connected to everyone every second of the day. But there's part of me that's a little anxious about it, and then part of me that thinks this is going to be fantastic. Oh, it's definitely I'm, a good thing. And and you always got to remember, just this is the way I did everything not that long ago, and everything was fine, and I was happy, and I, I had friends. I went to music festivals and you know whatever all the time, and we were fine. We figured it out. I'll meet you at that bathroom by the entrance at five. Okay. That was it. See you then. And at 5.02, you weren't panic-stricken. You thought, maybe they're late. You didn't all die. Anyway, what was I, I was going to mention something else before I got to this. Uh, just a couple of things I came across on social media and uh, headlines that made me crazy that kind of fit in with that conversation. This is the most annoying hot chick on social media thing I've seen yet. I'm out of time. Well, you were talking about, you know, Selena I'm Gomez. Time. Yeah, I spent too much time. rambling about who's dating whom in Hollywood, you weirdo. I got all hooked into uh, Justin Bieber's girlfriend talk. And, uh, I'll tell you about the most annoying headline from a hot chick in social media I've ever seen, among other things. Oh, and, and speaking of notable women, uh, uh, some more verbal what the hell from Kamala oh, Harris. Oh, yes. If you haven't heard this yet, oy vey. It's good. Oy. If you miss an hour, grab the podcast at armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Vladimir Putin should no longer be the leader of Russia. Do you agree? Listen, I think that you you framed the point quite accurately and well, which is America's policy has been and will continue to be focused on the real issue at hand. I was in France before that, speaking with heads of state about this issue, among many other issues, but most recently about this issue. And I will tell you, in sitting down with prime ministers and presidents, often the first thing they would say to me is thank you to the United States and this administration for bringing us together. Okay, so that was absolutely Kamala's incoherent ramblings, which we're used to, but that was two pieces of tape butted up against each other. It made us sound even crazier. I'm happy to deal with this, though, because I got into it uh, pretty heavy with some uh, people in the Twitter sphere. I I generally don't respond to that sort of stuff, but I was worried we were wrong. So we played a, a Kamala thing from a couple of weeks ago that we're mocking for being rambling, or I tweeted out. And uh, and people said, that's edited, You're blah, 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 out of context, whatever. And I thought, well, that's not cool because I don't I don't want to engage in that. That's that's not what we do. Oh, oh um, no, you could you could portray anybody as incoherent uh, if you're taking random pieces of tape and sticking them next to each other. Absolutely. You could. So uh, so I went to the original tape on that particular one. And no, it was completely legit. In fact, the original version made it worse. And I posted that. 
uh, straight from C-SPAN. On this particular tape, you're right, it is edited. The beginning part and then the jumping to Europe are two different things. And it makes it sound crazier together. But I would say, in our defense, the two individual parts that are not edited are rambling nonsense with her usual oh, yeah. weird asides and 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 caveats or whatever her well, saying the same thing three times just in slightly different ways to make it sound like she's smart and has many thoughts no you've had one thought three times but good for you who caught the edit and there is an edit in there but she is still she's doing the same thing just in two different places so anyway um, it is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. Right, not edited. There. Absolutely unedited there. Mm. Uh, Tiger Woods is going to play in the Masters. Apparently, that's a big deal because I keep seeing the headline over and over and over again. That's that's misleading. It's this is oh my god! You've got to understand for golf fans, it's like every single conversation you have about music. Somebody says, "I like the Beatles. I'm a Beatles fan. Do you like the Beatles?" Hey, we were talking about, like, alt-country in the Midwest in the 90s. I like the Beatles. How about the Beatles? So is Tiger Woods playing? I might watch if Tiger Woods plays. Oh. (laughs) Who cares? He's saying the same thing he said days ago. I'll see how I feel. So I want to get to the most annoying hot chick in social media story I've ever seen. (laughs) A couple other things I came across. I I, uh, Young people annoy me. I'm going to have to get over that because my kids are going from kids to young adults and i am fully aware having been one myself what that is going to look like i think and uh and i am willing to um uh give great latitude i already am for various attitudes and that sort of stuff that comes with being a young person it's just a child you know in retrospect looking back it is not your finest time (laughs) that whole late teens early 20s period is not not your finest work As our boss used to say sometimes, not your best work. Uh, yeah, your late teens, <laughs> Have you early considered 20s. being good at your jobs? But uh, young people's attitudes can drive me nuts. And uh, here's some hot chick I've never even heard of. Uh, she might be a household name to you. She might be Selena Gomez. I don't know. Bikini-clad Paige Van Zant is happy doing whatever the F I want right now, she says. And there's a picture of her in a bikini and a story to click on. If you click on that story, I want your license revoked. <laughs> I want all your tax money to go to someone else. And, uh, and tax and, money already goes to someone else. And you don't get to vote. You don't get to vote anymore. If That's you click suppression. on Bikini clad Paige Van Zandt is happy doing whatever the F I want right now. Good for you, hot young person, that you do whatever the hell you want because you have no responsibilities. Shut up. Nobody wants to hear it. Nobody. Even people your age don't want to hear it. People who aren't your age, who have responsibilities, really, really don't want to hear it. Yeah, I didn't have anything to worry about either when I was your age. It ain't that way now, so shut up. And I've actually heard that name, which probably means she's a wealthy like yeah. Instagram influence. Right. Yeah, well, she's on a yacht in the ocean in her thong bikini, so... Um, according to this picture they want you to click on. I didn't read the whole story, so I don't know all the details of how she's hot, rich, and does whatever the hell she wants. You know who wants to hear that? Nobody. And if you click on that story and read it, read it please revoke your own right to vote. Here's another story they want you to click on. I make my fetish gear from recycled tires to help save the planet. And it's a picture of a hot mm. chick, probably wealthy, in very little clothes, but made from recycled tires to help the planet. 
And then finally, well, that's very the, admirable. The most annoying hot chick social media story I've ever seen, and I didn't click on. Oh, it wait either. a minute, we're building up to number oh, one. Yeah, wow. Those weren't even the most annoying. This is the most annoying. Models are too. <laughs> Models who are too beautiful for love unite to cry. It's out of our control. Wow. So we're supposed to feel sorry for them or something, I guess. And again, click on the story so you can read how these hot, wealthy Instagram models are too hot for love and how difficult it is for them. Is there, there must be an audience for this or they wouldn't, they wouldn't be wealthy, right? Who are you, man, woman, or child? Who are you that wants this? It makes me want to set myself on fire, but you click on it and read the story? I mean, what the hell? Uh, As Abe Lincoln said, God must love the common people. He made so many of us. Simpletons spend money. Simpletons click. Do you know people who click on those stories? I don't think I do. Maybe I do, and I don't know it. In Paige uh, yeah, Van defense, in Paige Van Zant's defense, she was a former UFC fighter. She's in a different fighting league now, so she she got beat up for her fame. But that's just me defending Paige. Okay, okay, still right. not going to click enough. on the. She gets to do whatever she wants because she's young, rich, and beautiful. Oh, I almost vomited. You know, I uh, no, I don't hang out with people like that. Although I've told a story before, I was getting uh, some physical therapy. And there's this really, really attractive woman who is part of the practice, a young gal. And um, and I got to admit, as a heterosexual male, I looked upon her and had occasional thoughts of lust in my heart. Um, and then uh, it was actually time for she was pinch hitting for somebody else and had to deal with me and help me with my uh, my situation. And all she wanted to talk about was celebrity gossip. It was her only interest. And I kind of tried just to be friendly, but it was like, uh, wow, okay, this is interesting. It was like having a foreign exchange student in my home. <laughs> so tell me again, the grandparents actually are in charge of it. No, it was like, you you don't want to discuss anything, not sports, not, not like music, not politics, not the weather. All you want to discuss is uh, which starlet is dating which handsome guy. Fascinating. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right, and it depends on what your thing is. If you aren't into sports and you hang out with somebody that all they talk about is sports, it seems crazy, like a foreign exchange student. Like, I can't even imagine how this is interesting to you, but it is. So there you go. I'm all right. And the clickonomics proves that there's a giant audience for that, so. Oh, yeah, the biggest audience is, is the folks who want that sort of thing. Michael, have you, uh, do we still have the Hot Girls We Have Problems to song? <laughs> I, will, I will grab that. I've I will had that grab going it. through my head the entire segment, and yet nobody nobody thought of it? Come on! That is, uh, Come yeah. on! Hot girls, we're just like you. We have problems, too, except that we're hot. More or hot, less the hot, theme. Hot, hot, hot. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh. Hot girls, we have problems, too. We have problems, too, except that we're hot. All right, let's get to the hook again, because, well, Yeah, you keep misquoting it. This is Dylan-esque stuff. Get it right. Hot girls, we have problems, too. We're just like you, except we're hot, 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 hot. 
There we go. There you go. Go to that party. Hot girls, we had problems too. We're just like you, except we're hot. Shut up. The world needs to open their eyes. And what you don't realize is that my attitude is not because I can't get with you. I actually find you appalling. We're just like you, except we're hot. What does that appalling mean? <laughs> that old man thinks I'm appalling or something. Yes, I do. Whatever. I'm just. Oh, I'm, boy, I'm, there's more. Ugh. I'm too pretty for this world, to paraphrase what I was just talking about. Oh, my God. Aye, aye, aye. I know. Oh, my God. Hot Instagram models get together to cry. We're too beautiful for love. <laughs> All right. Uh, we will finish with something not that next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. This teenager from Jupiter got up close and personal with a great white shark. Strong great white! That's Nick Bailey, seconds after he saw a shark he'd never seen before. Nick immediately flipped on his camera for what was both one of the best and most disappointing experiences of his life. After I looked at the video, I realized, I was like, man, I was so close to it. I was like, I really wish this could happen again and I could touch it. Like, that would have been so cool. The very next day, Nick saw another great white, this time off the coast of Jupiter. He reached out and grabbed the great white's tail. Nick is a dip. Is it bad that I kind of wanted the shark to eat Nick? Yeah, it kind of gets back to what we were talking about a little bit ago. The social media thing that was clearly all designed for posting somewhere for whatever you get out of that. Sure, yeah. Boy, <sighs> Darwin had a bad day there. Yeah. I mean, he through, swung and missed a couple of times. Yeah. Threw him a big juicy pitch and he just watched it. Right. Um, we we're talking homelessness earlier, as we often are. Comes up at least once a day, I think. Got this text. Mm, I, I still say homeless, homelessness are propaganda terms. But you're right. Go ahead. You're right. No, you're right. I need to be corrected. I have been conditioned by the servant mainstream media to use terms that are uh, not accurate. Well, I'd rather not be in the position of correcting you. It'd just be weird and uncomfortable, and Lord knows I make plenty of mistakes. Michael, how about the buzzer when Mr. Armstrong uses uh, yeah, the term I'm homeless? I'm fine with that. You can buzz me every time I say homeless. Okay. Except for when I'm reading this text, because it makes a point here. <laughs> it would kind of slow down the pace. I'm a local police officer, and I was listening to your show this morning talking about homeless issues. I don't know if you guys knew this, but within our department and the city I work in, it was determined that the word homeless and the word transient are now on the level with the n word that was an actually really? that was an actual email that was sent out internally everyone has lost their minds wow homeless and transient are now the same as n word thing words you're not allowed to use in the department i presume you're obligated to say person experiencing homelessness or or unhoused neighbor or something I like that i uh, think the unhoused is the current one you know how like it goes from um 
uh, illegal to people experiencing whatever um, uh, <laughs> undocumented worker. You know, they they, they always change it. Um, I'm not exactly sure why it has to change after the original watering down, but um, to keep to keep you uncomfortable, I guess. I get maybe the whole point is just to keep you uncomfortable. Yeah, that's part of it. Yeah, keep you can't if you can never set your footing, you can never like argue against their insane policies. They're they're constantly correcting you and making you change your terminology. I'm getting it from both sides because you're saying I shouldn't say homeless because they're drug addicts. They're the reason they're homeless is they're drug addicts. Um, and the other side is saying don't say homeless because it blames them. They're people experiencing unhousedness. Right. Exactly. Unshelterability. I mean, Picture you're playing baseball, and, you know, the, the ump rings you up. He calls strike three. It's a bad pitch. And you say, hey, come on, man. Uh, hey, don't be using gendered language with me, says the ump. And you're like, what? Okay. Well, that pitch was way outside. We don't call them pitches anymore. We call them offerings. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that offering was outside. Are you blind? Good Lord, man. Did you just bring up sightedness? You would never get anywhere in the argument. Good point. They're just there to exhaust you with their crap. <laughs> that's a pretty good, that's that's really good. Thank you. I'm here all week. You Actually, take, I'm not here all week. I'm taking a couple days off. You should post that as a YouTube video. That's a good explainer of the whole game. Uh, who has the time? <laughs> <laughs> I crank out like four and a half hours a day of this stuff. Isn't that enough? I'm a man who craves leisure. So the guy that used to run Starbucks has taken back over as a Starbucks premium card holder. Uh, Schultz is back in charge of Starbucks. Remember when he was going to run uh, run for president for a cup of coffee, if you'll pardon the expression? And, uh, <laughs> well played. <laughs> and did not? Yeah, Howard Schultz. I remember he was kind of an intriguing guy. He even did a big like rollout on 60 Minutes and everything like that. What came up? Did something in his background come out why he didn't run for president or something? Well, turns out sometimes when he couldn't find a stir to stir oh. the coffee, well, it's unthinkable. Wow. I, that was Joe Getty with that joke, Mr. <laughs> Schultz. And his attorneys. <laughs> On his first day back as the Starbucks chief executive, he suspended billions of dollars in share repurchases and said his immediate focus would be on cafes, customers, employees, not the stock market. He's going hmm. to prioritize the product, not the stock price. Which I wish would happen more often in more companies because ultimately you end up more valuable and it's good. It's it's just basically mm-hmm. long-term thinking. Right, yeah, yeah. So forgive me, I'm late to the highly caffeinated party. Why was he not the CEO for a while? He stepped down. I think it had to do with running for president, if I remember oh. right, the timing. Oh, but... Yeah, that's that sounds right. Okay. It's time, it's time for final thoughts. Final thoughts, the final thoughts. It's time, it's time for final thoughts with Armstrong and Getty. Dude, I would be interested as to how that idea occurred to you. Just like when and how did that pop into your head? Were you watching MASH or? What was your inspiration? (laughs) Here's your host for final thoughts, Joe Getty. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up for the day. There he is, our technical director, pressing the buttons, Michelangelo. Michael, final thought? Yeah, I have a birthday coming up next week, but I was thinking about what Jack said about young people annoying you. I, I think I'm to that age where anybody under 41, young, you know, I consider young, and they annoy me. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm going to jump out of line and give my final thought, Michael, because it relates to yours. Uh, I, the confidence of youth oh. 
married to the ignorance is just yeah it's something it's inevitable we yep. all go through it i i am guilty as hell of the same offense but oh obnoxious yeah you're uh, right the confidence with the lack of wisdom yeah, yeah. what a combo Erg. Young Alex is our behind-the-scenes producer. He's old enough to be past that. Alex, a final thought? You know, inflation is kind of hitting everybody hard right now, and I feel for you, but there's one place inflation hasn't hit your food prices, and that is at the Masters Golf Tournament. The most expensive food item on the menu will set you back $2.50. That is correct. Yeah, everything's practically free. It's kind of cool. Uh, Jack, final thought for us? Yeah, I think it's interesting that the Elon Musk acquiring all that Twitter stock is such a big story. I have an actual paper copy of the Wall Street Journal, and it was a front-page story in a financial newspaper. And, of course, it is the world's richest man becoming the largest stakeholder in Twitter, one of the biggest platforms in the world for communication. So I suppose on that measure, it's a big deal on its own. But uh, he's going he's gonna to be part of the board now. He's going to be at the board meetings, and we'll see if he has any sway. I think it's terrific just because it will keep the discussion over a culture of free speech and the free exchange of ideas in front of the American people. So good for you, Elon. Yeah, what a cool thing to do with your money as opposed to just trying to figure out how to make more money. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank good armstrongandgetty.com. A lot of great clicks for you there. You can email us, get some A&G swag, or listen to the podcasts. See you tomorrow. God bless America. Can we uh, get out of here, please? It's over! I said bye. Get the hell out of here! Go away! How is this sanitary? Oh! What the hell are you talking about? I haven't said a word, so stop yelling at me! It's a hundred on the crazy meter. (laughs) So, let's go out with a bang. We've been discussing this issue and many other issues. (laughs) But in particular... This issue, right. which is an issue to all of mankind. Right. On that high note, thank you all very much. Armstrong and Getty.